Hey y'all, this is Brittany and I'm here with Mackenzie and you're listening to Rising Radiant Podcast. Today we launch our brand new series on relationships, learning what it looks like to love people well, love like Jesus, and be the best friend in any type of relationship that we would find ourselves in. We hope you enjoy today's episode and walk away feeling empowered. Hey everybody, we are so excited to launch today's series titled What is Love? We are both just so passionate about learning what it looks like to be healthy and powerful in relationships, in the context of friendships, in the context of being a wife or a mom or a daughter, and just learning how do we love the people in our lives well? How do we pour into them? And how do we be the best friends in relationship that we can be? And so we hope you guys get so much out of this series and just learn what does it look like to love like Jesus. Yes, we are so excited for this series. And there is just so much in the ministry of doing relationships powerfully, Britt, like you said. And I think there's so much there because the world screams a different love and often wants to distort our view of love or manipulate it or pervert it. And I think that there's so much power in loving like Jesus in accordance with the word of God. Yeah. And we've talked so much, Kins, about, you know, just how for everything that God's created, how the enemy always creates a counterfeit and he always puts something in front of us that looks good and that looks like the real thing, but it's not the real thing. And so I just think that it's so important that we take these topics back to scripture and we look at God's example. We look at the example of Jesus and his ministry, and we line that up with, this is how my life is to look. And then from there, it can propel us into what our lives should look like more. And so we're just super excited to dive into this topic. So true. And I think of that verse, and this is one of my favorite verses. Brittany and I were talking about this this morning. It's 1 Corinthians. This version is the Passion Translation, but it says, Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements, nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It's more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. And Britt, I think of that verse and I think, wow, God laid out this prescriptive plan for how we can love people. And I think when I think of every single thing that is outlined and laid before us in this verse, the world says something different. Biblical godly love is so different than the world's perception of it. It's the opposite of culture. The world says that love is selfish. Love is self-gratifying. Love is for me. I need love. I need to take something. And 
actually every single thing that's laid out in this verse in first Corinthians is a servant hearted love that it gives, that it is not quick to be irritated, that it forgives 70 times seven, that it doesn't take failure as defeat, that it is consistently kind. Love is a safe place. And I think of so much of what love is and it's this compassion, right? It's this gentleness and this tenderness of Jesus. I look at every account of Jesus loving in the Bible and it confounds you. It's so different than what we would construct it as. And as believers, we need to know that we get to be powerful in our love, that we are image bearing creators, that we get to reflect the nature of Jesus in every single encounter, whether it's marriage, whether it's in singleness, whether it's in friendship, any relationship, that love is powerful, that love is this verse manifested in all of our connections with people. And I love bringing it back to this because I think the world makes it so complex. And I mean, we could go so many different ways as we chat today, but I think you look at all the things in this world that have tried to pervert godly love. And there's so many different things in culture that want to distort it and how God designed for us to love one another purely. I love that, Kenz, and just hearing you break it down is just so powerful. And, you know, like we were saying, and we've said this in many of our podcast episodes of just how, you know, the enemy always gives this counterfeit. And as we look at the example of Jesus and, you know, that's what we love about the scriptures is you can take any topic and take it back to the Bible. And we see a biblical example of how our lives should be lived out. And I love the verse in John 15, verse 13, that says, greater love has no man than this, than he would lay his life down for his friends. And we look at the life of Jesus and in numerous ways, he laid his life down for others, whether it be him going out of his way to do ministry or to bring healing to somebody or to bring peace to somebody, or whether it be him getting down in the muck with people and forgiving them and restoring them back to who he had called them to be or who God had created them to be. Jesus was always going out of his way to love people and to show them the example of his father's love. And then to take it even a step further, then he gives his life up for us by physically dying on a cross for our sins so that we can have relationship with him so that we can have connection with him. And we look at that example and it's like, man, his whole life, his whole ministry was to give the love of his father to every person he came in contact with. And that is our example. And that is what our job is as being children of God, that every person that we come in contact with would encounter the love of Jesus. And so what does that look like, you know, in all of these different contexts that we find ourselves in? So I just think of, you know, what does this look like in our day-to-day lives? And I know in my own life, as I've gotten older, I've realized to really love someone is a choice that I have to make every day because in relationship, in any type of relationship, they get messy, you get hurt, you get your feelings hurt, you, you have misunderstandings, you have arguments, you have these scuffles with one another that the enemy allows to bring so much division in between us. And so when we are in connection or when we are in relationship with people, we have to make a daily active choice to return to love and to re-find a point of connection and to re-humble ourselves and to admit our flaws and to forgive others when they come against us and when they hurt us. And it's from that place that that I've really learned that love is not a feeling. It's this sacrificial gift that we get to give to one another. And in exchange, 
we receive that same thing back from the people that we're loving, but it's not this feeling. And culture tells us it is this feeling that it's all these butterflies and these emotions and, oh my gosh, I just love, love, love. And there are aspects to that that are absolutely true. But if we base our life and we base our relationships off of a feeling feelings fade. They're like the passing wind. They come and they go and then it's on to the next thing. But the true love of Jesus and the true love that I believe that Jesus has designed us to have inside of relationship is an active choice that we make every single day to choose someone else, regardless of their issues, regardless of their attitudes, regardless of their offenses to us. We make an active choice of I'm going to choose you over and over and over and over again, the same way that the Lord chose me over and over and over again, despite my actions. So powerful, Britt. And I love that you highlighted love is a choice. It's not a feeling. And I think that is so powerful to highlight for our listeners, whether you're single or married, you know, in the context of marriage, I think I heard a pastor say that passion can take a million different turns in life. And in a marriage, that's not what's going to sustain you 30 years down the road. It's the constant choosing of one another that, hey, I prefer you. I choose you again and again, and I will overlook all the things that my flesh wants to take offense to. And it's sacrificial. And and I love that even tying it to sanctification. Like it's a daily sanctification of our heart that we have to relinquish the feelings of flesh and things in our heart that so easily want to take up domain and territory and we get to choose and love somebody else. And I think in marriage, that's so powerful, but then also in the context of friendships. And I think of that verse in John 13, 34, and that's what Jesus commands in the Bible. He says, just as I have loved you, you will love one another. This is our command. Britt, what you said was so powerful about no matter if people hurt us, no matter if people let us down, no no matter if people betray us, we still get to meet them with unconditional love like the Father does. And we are image-bearing creations. We reflect the perfect nature of our fathers that when people look at us as Christians in this world, they know they get to come to a safe, unconditional love in any relationship. I was thinking about Judas in the Bible. I think we've we've all heard that story of how Jesus leaned in and washed Judas's feet, even though he knew that Judas was going to betray him. That's such a picture of perfect love. And I think of that, of like perfect love casts out all fear, how Jesus must have felt so hurt and even fearful of this friend, this heart connection friend that I love so much is going to betray me and and hurt me and I'm going to press in and love him. And I think that's such a powerful picture of that love is not about us. Jesus actually knelt down and served Judas in that moment who who hurt him. And that's such a beautiful picture of how we're meant to push towards love, move towards love, and that love transcends any single thing that the enemy wants to come in and try to rob in relationship. Yeah. And when I think about love, I think it is one of the greatest gifts that we have been given. We've been given this unconditional love by Jesus and we get to give it to others in return. And not only do we get to do it, but we're commanded to do it 
by the Lord. And when I think of love and when I think of what it's done in my own life, when I know that I'm unconditionally loved by somebody, it creates this place of belonging, of safety, of security in the deepest places of our hearts, in the deepest places of our lives. It allows us to open up. It allows us to have intimacy with another person because I trust you. I'll put my walls down and I'll let you close and I'll let you into my inner world. And that's what Jesus has done to us. And I love that. And I've heard this quote too before of love always seeks the highest good of somebody else. And I think that we have to remember that love, not only is love a choice, right? It's that daily sanctification that Britt talked about, but it's love empowers. Love is pushing people and propelling them into their best selves. And I look at my five, 10 closest best friends around me. And they are people that challenge me every day that make me better versions of myself in my singleness. As I prepare for marriage, as I wait for the Lord, all of my best friends are empowers of Christ. They are empowering me every single day. And I think that's such a great thing to highlight for all of our listeners. Who are the people that are around you that are seeking the highest good, not only for their lives, in their destiny and their purpose, but actually seeking the highest good over your life. And I had a friend the other day, I was asking her for wisdom and she came back and said, actually, I don't feel like that's the best for you. I feel like you should do this. This is better for, for Ken's. And I think that it ministered to me so much because it was somebody saying, Hey, I actually see something better for you in your life. Not this mediocre Avenue that you're going to choose. And Britt, you've done that for so many seasons. Like I look at our friendship and our relationship over the years. And I just think, wow, you have always pushed me past the ordinary and pushed me into greater health and wholeness and my journey as a leader. And you've always sought the highest good for me. I know we were, we were chatting about this quote and it says, find people who put gasoline on your dreams and water on your fears. And my heart for everybody today and Britt's heart too, is really just to encourage people, look at your closest sphere, look at the people in your inner circle, whether it's your husband and your best friends, your sisters, look at those people that you put around you every single day and, and ask yourself, are those people empowering me? Are those people seeking the highest good over my life? Are they calling out shortfalls in my life? Britt, there's so many times in my life where my flesh wanted to choose one way. And you said, oh no, you won't. You're not going to do that. This is who you are. This is what you're going to respond. This is what you need to do. And I think that today we're talking in the context of this transcends into the context of marriages relationships, friendships, who you're doing sisterhood with, you need to have this as a tangible aspect of your relationships every day because this is God's love. It is empowering and it is large and it is consistently propelling you into your highest good. And I think even going back to the quote that you said of finding people that put gasoline on your dreams and waters on your fears, even in reverse, asking yourself, am I that type of friend? Am I the friend that puts gasoline on the dreams of my people? Am I, am I the type of friend that encourages and empowers and uplifts and calls out the good? And I think sometimes, you know, again, it's like we can be so self-seeking in going, well, do you meet my needs? But I think in reverse us looking and saying, am I being the best friend that I can be for you? Am I being that friend that is 
pushing you to be everything that God has called you to be? And am I loving you well? Am I helping to push you into your destiny? One thing that I love to do that's such a practical tool of learning how to be a good friend and loving people where they're at and loving people in a way that ministers to them well is a book that I've read by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. And if you don't know The Five Love Languages, they're physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, gift giving, and quality time. And I love the five love languages. If you don't know your love language, you must go to the website and take the test because it is so fun. But you just find out that the way you give love can be one way and the, the way you receive love can be another way. And something that I've really learned is I love to give love the way that people receive it the best. And so for example, when I got married to my husband, I, I was like, I want to be the best wife. I want to have the house cleaned all the time. I want to have the dishes done all the time. I want to have that, you know, make a really great extravagant meal and have everything spiffy before he walks in the door. And then, you know, I want to keep doing laundry and all these wifely duties when he gets here. <laughs> and I learned very quickly that Jake's love language is not acts of service. And while it blesses him that I clean the house and do the laundry and make the dinner he really just wants to spend time with me and he would rather have not as nice of a dinner and not as clean of a house and me just go on a drive with him somewhere. And so I've had to learn that in every relationship that I have, whether it be with my sister, with my friends, with my husband, with my daughter, that everybody receives love in a different way. And so that's just a fun, practical tool to be able to figure out how can I love you well in a way that makes you feel seen, known, value from me. I love the five love languages, Britt. That's so good. And I'm so happy that we're highlighting that because it transforms the way that you can love people in a powerful way. And it makes your love so much more impactful. So everybody, like Britt said, if you have not read that, go read it, go take the test. And I was just thinking how what you said about fully known, and that is our deepest desire in our hearts. If you think of the innate human being and how we are wired, it goes back to people want to be fully known, fully seen, and deeply loved. And that's where safety and security and belonging and connection all stem from, all of those avenues. And I think that that is why it's so, so important that we know how to love people well, that we can do relationships well in whatever season that you're in. Like Brittany highlighted, you can do relationships well, you can do marriage well, you can do friendship well, you can do connection well. And the Bible says that the world will know us with how we love. And in the same way, people will know us by our fruit. It goes back to that scripture that Britt highlighted in one of our last episodes that said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you cannot bear fruit. And I think that when we are in, when we are in an intimate relationship with the Lord, it empowers us to love people well, to love people like Jesus. And that's the love that changes the world because the world gets a different love every single day. 
day, we have a world that is screaming to feel seen and known and feel connected. And you have this culture that runs to this transactional love. But if we go back to that verse that we highlighted in 1 Corinthians, it says that love overlooks, love is patient, love is kind, love is gracious, love overlooks, it's steady, it's secure, it makes people feel safe, it does not take. And so I just think in closing, just to remember that fruit in your life looks like loving people well. And I would just encourage everybody to look at the relationships in your life and as Brittany highlighted, and just ask yourself, are you loving the best? Are you loving like Jesus? Where is there opportunity to love more, to mirror the nature of Jesus? And so we just want to encourage you today to love people well, love like Jesus. This is what changes the world. We hope y'all loved today's episode in our relationship series. Britt and I are so excited to have you on this journey with us. Stay tuned for all of our episodes coming this month. As always, swipe up, hit the subscribe button below so you don't miss an episode of Rising Radiant Podcast. Grab a friend, life is better shared together, and we'll catch you guys next time.